a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Relentlessly Resilient, where real people share real-life experiences and the tools they developed to move forward and live their best lives. I'm Jenny Taylor. And I'm Michelle Scharf. I'm really excited about talking about a variety of topics, but mostly our new year. It's my favorite time of year. Yeah, new year, new life, new vision, <laughs> We've survived new goals. another holiday season and we get a clean start in January. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Yeah, so we're going to talk about vision boards and all of those things. But before we get started on that, I want to highlight kind of some guests that we're going to have on our show. It's going to be a great year. Kind of promo some guests, which we don't usually do. But I have a bunch of people that I'm thinking about having on. And I'm really excited about the prospects of conversations that are going to be a little bit different. We have a therapist coming on to talk about pornography and addiction and the harms that it can cause. I know that this is out a lot. I know people think that they've heard it all. This is a little bit different perspective, and it's from a man who he himself has gone through treatment and work on pornography, its use, its addiction, and the harm it was in his own family. Mm. Um, he has a very vulnerable story. He posted on his website, and I think it'll be really good. He's going to do a two-part series, so our second episode with him is going to be a conversation about no more Mr. Nice Guy. And everyone thinks, well, I want a nice guy. Sure. Or, you know. What's wrong with the nice guy? What's, what's wrong with the nice yeah. guy? Well, because a Mr. Nice Guy is really somebody who's not very nice at all. And they aren't able to be honest in their dealings and in their relationships. Right. Especially in those relationships. Yeah. And sadly, they're not actually really able to be honest with themselves, which is the first problem, right? Because if you can't be honest with yourself, how can you be honest with anyone else? And so he's going to talk about that. And he also has a support group for those who live with a Mr. Nice Guy or how to navigate that relationship while somebody's in treatment and recovery for it. And it's a long road. We had an interesting conversation about it. So I'm really excited and looking forward to that conversation. We are going to have a conversation with one of our former guests, I hope. We we keep talking about this, Tom Brockbank. He and has an episode yeah. where he had a heart attack and a near-death experience. But he and I are friends, and we are in the dating world. And we want to have just kind of a fun conversation about what it's like to be dating in your 50s plus right. When you're not just 20, when when you're not just young mm -hmm. and single. Yeah. And he has a very different life experience. He has been married before, but not for very long. And he spent most of his life as single. Mm. And so he would love nothing more than to have a real solid relationship. And that has just not been his blessing in life. And so we're going to talk about that. And I think that that'll be a really good one. We have two ladies, twins, It's Camille Sullivan and Corinne Sullivan, 
they're twin sisters. They started out years ago. I met them and they started out doing iridology, which is the study of the eyes. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's like the iris. The iris. And it can tell you because there's spots in your eyes and you can map your entire health history within your eyes. Wow. And so she's done this for years and years and years, but they actually have their business model has grown and they have a coaching workbook. They've been coaches and they have a book called Panacea and they talk about epigenetics. Hmm. And so we've talked in other episodes about having our kind of our dark side, our shadow side. Sure. Being able to be authentic with ourselves about our flaws or, or imperfections. They take this to a whole nother level because they are helping rewire and rewrite the DNA that is in our bodies. And this helps heals past generations trauma. And we are all spirit beings. So as we heal the past generational trauma, that also helps heal the forward moving generations. Today and beyond. And it's a big thing right now. There's a lot of people kind of awakening to doing self-awareness and being more cognizant of their own selves and how we... Which is developing resilience through mm-hmm. life experience, right? Yeah. You're not waiting for the giant crisis to come and give you some resilience. Yep. But that self-care along the way, that self-awareness, I think is key. I mean, how many times have we talked about that? Yeah. And they're very holistic practitioners, but they have a great background. And like I said, I... I ran into them at an event, and it was just so funny to run into them because I knew them when I was uh, studying in midwifery school. They came to something and taught us some stuff. And anyway, they're really great ladies. I think it's going to be fascinating conversation. And they have courses. They have programs on their what they teach and what they do. And I'm really excited to have those conversations. I'm also working with them kind of collaboratively on some other things, one being my vision board workshop that will be coming up. But Corinne and Camille are at Liberated Living and it's liber number eight edliving.com. If you're curious before we get them on, you could go look them up and it's all about epigenetics, healing our past traumas. Wow. It's like taking resilience resilience to a whole new level of relationships, right? Not just the relationship in the here and the now, but Mm -hmm. our relationships with the past, past healing, past trauma, past experiences, so that we can move forward and live our best lives, which is what we start the show with every single week. Yeah, and they have a podcast, and I'm going to be on that. We are actually going to be talking about a lot of relationship type stuff as I do more of my coaching. I'm starting to take clients, so I'm going to be a guest on their there so go check out liberated living on their podcast as well so there's some fun things there I, there's another lady in that group laura and she is an energy worker she does qigong which is a form of martial arts and um she also has i think her black belt and all kinds of other things i, I think she's a yoga instructor like she does a lot but I met her and she was really fascinating. She's in this little collective of women that we're all working together with now. And um, we're going to have her on to talk about resiliency. She's in the beginning of a cancer process with her partner. And so we're going to talk about kind of what what that's like a little bit. So she'll be on here after the fact. Yeah. And during the process. And so 
she'll be on. I think that that'll be a, a really interesting, very different journeys, but yet a lot of similarities and and things that can be learned. And then on the other part of that, she is very into holistic treatment and healthcare, and she's very much about getting our energy to move and releasing things, whether mm-hmm. that's emotions, thoughts and feelings, whatever. To be able to move it on, to not be able to let go to, of that weight, to, to let go of the weight, and to help things move. This is going to be a great year. Yeah, like yeah I'm really tune excited. In. We've got some, and that's just getting started. I know. And here that, we are. That doesn't include anything that Jenny's going to bring into us. No, nope. and <laughs> none of the military families yeah. will bring in, or other life experiences of of love and loss and grief and, and yeah. anything. But so those are just really some highlights of some on resilience and relationships. Yeah. yeah. Just, I want it to bring on some professionals and I want it to just really be able to kind of give people some actual tools right, or to, or resources Anecdotes to go find great. outside yes. this podcast. Yeah. Like, where can I go? Or am I repeating patterns that are my family's patterns? You know, why am I procrastinating? Have why do I do what I do? And, yeah. and, and some of it you're consciously aware of. Anyway, you could go meet with them. You could go try to heal that work through through doing work with them. So I think it's going to be a great year. I'm super excited, super looking forward to it. I still want to have, like you said, all of our guests on to share their stories, our listeners who want to come on and share their stories. I just also really want to start really focusing as we move forward on the podcast on really tools and access to where we can actually do the work. And and finding those resources. Yep. And it's like you've said before, you know, one of the things you'll find in people who are truly resilient, we're going to ask the question why a lot less, mm-hmm. and we're going to ask the question how mm-hmm. a lot more mm-hmm. instead of why did this happen? Why me? Why whatever? How will I move forward? How will I heal? How yeah. can I let go? And I think that's maybe where we can take the professional insight along with the personal stories mixed with our own Mm-hmm. individual lives and that's maybe you know hopefully that perfect storm to help us all move forward and live our best lives yeah so let's take absolutely. a quick break we'll be right back we'll talk a little bit more about starting off the new year with a bang a gun in the face then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up they pointed their guns at me and this is the point where i thought i'm gonna die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Michelle, New Year's. We know it's my favorite, mostly because the holidays are so hard for me and my crazy personality. Love New Year's, love a new chance, a clean slate, bright start. Some people choose a word, a Mm -hmm. phrase, a focus. You've done a lot with vision boarding. Mm -hmm. We talked about this last year. For people who maybe have never done that or are considering doing that this year for the first or the 50th time, can you give us like vision boarding 101? 
Yeah, well, we did actually a Vision Board 101 podcast earlier, so you can go and refer to that one. But I will say I am hosting another one in January. We're recording this a little bit early. My date is not completely whittled down yet. It's either going to be on the 14th of January and it'll be available on Facebook. I'll, I'll make a public event post about it. But it will either be on the 14th or on the 28th. And it's going to be kind of an all-day event. I've decided to change it up. Last year, I did it. I did a kind of a half-day event. And it was nice, and it was fun, and it was intimate, and it was great. But I really want to notch it up a level. Some people opted to not do their vision boards. Some other things happen. This year, I'm having a speaker come in. His name is David McDougall, which he'll probably at some point be on the podcast. He sounds podcast. like another guest. Yeah, he'll probably be on the podcast at some point. Met him through the singles world, but he's also a speaker. He speaks a lot, and he speaks on a lot of things, including abundance. And so oh, I'm loving that. him come in to do a 30-minute keynote address to everyone and really start like encouraging creativity and thought patterns in our minds about Blowing this up, dreaming big dreams, because the vision board's not about putting something on there that's attainable. It's like it's getting you to think and push outside. It's that whole concept of setting goals and living your best life, right? Yes, life happens to you while you're busy making other plans. We've said that before. But that doesn't mean you don't plan. It doesn't mean that you don't don't plan or that you don't dream. And Your dream should be big. They should be so big that they give you pause, fear, a little bit of anxiety of like, is this really possible? And so because then you'll find out that, yes, it is. And that's what when you really are vision boarding, it's not just one Saturday throwing stickers on a paper. No, it's a different way of living. Yeah. And there's always to do vision boards, especially now. Some people just do them electronically on Canva. They save them on their, their oh, yeah. PC. Um, they use them as their wallpaper. Whatever you do, it should be at whatever you stare a lot at. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I actually put my vision board in my office last year. And I think that was a mistake because I also was running a campaign and doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And I ended up piling stuff in that office right. and shutting if the door. buried, sure. And so I didn't see it a lot, but I've cleaned out all of that stuff now. And I've been viewing my vision board and I'm like, you know, I'm really proud of a lot of the things. And it also doesn't have to be about things. Right. Like the secret comes out and everybody is like, I put this mansion on my house. And then it was three years later after this multi-level marketing, I I manifested it. (laughs) And the blue Corvette. Yeah. And I'm not talking about those things. Those things aren't wrong to put on your board. But I had other things on my board as well, like experiencing good and new foods. Interesting. Trying something. I'm a foodie. Yeah. I kind of got in a rut with foods and I wanted to expand my palate. And I have. And now I get to expand it again because I have a wheat, rye, rye and, and barley, barley allergy. And oh, now I get so to experience so sorry. life learning different recipes and learning, yeah. you know, different things. It's been interesting. So I thought that that was kind of interesting. I also put on there some stuff about relationships. Yeah. And, you know, I think I actually manifested it. But not in the way that I wanted to. Which again goes back to that you make plans and then you live life. 
and yeah. find the adapt. So I wanted adaptation. to deepen and strengthen my relationship, and I wanted my relationship to move forward. At the time, I had a boyfriend, and I had put on the board something about like I wanted to deepen that and strengthen relationships and gain clarity in them. I gained clarity in the relationship. Yeah. It was not the clarity I was hoping for, sure. but it was the truth. And then I got to make decisions and. And, and you forward. went deeper. I mean, I've we've yeah. had conversations where you were able to go deeper to yourself or what a future relationship would look like mm-hmm. or, or involve. I heard a speaker recently, um, someone was talking about goal setting. And yeah, it's great to say I want the mansion or the Ferrari or the whatever, but more the concept like you're talking about. And she called them magic goals. Mm-hmm. And the magic goal is more kind of the idea of what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of approach do I want to take? What kind of perspective do I want to have? And it's maybe not as quantifiable, mm-hmm. this many dollars in the bank or this many appointments made on Monday, mm-hmm. but still important for the vision. I have found the best place for me to put any vision board type of thing. I have colorful post-it notes, mm-hmm. and I'll write like a note to myself, whether it's a, a thought that comes to me or a goal or even a, a quote or a saying I want to remember, and I just stick it straight to the wall in my closet where I get dressed every day. Oh, Because I'm I the same that. with you. I made yeah. a vision board last January, and I put it somewhere that ended mm-hmm. up somewhere else, and then I think I found it months later when we unpacked after our move. Like It did <laughs> yeah. me no good right? because I didn't have that repeated really had to, viewing. Right. The whole part of a vision board is that you the visually... Yeah. see it and when you're kind of you're telling yourself it, every day right you're you're manifesting it's just like when you drive down the road and you're like oh that's a pretty blue car i've never seen one like that before and then all of a sudden you start seeing all everybody of that has shade a blue, of blue car. car yeah and it's like oh it's what what you bring to your awareness you start to see and create and manifest Absolutely. and draw into you and so that's the magic behind it. It's really keeping it, more, there's more science behind it than there is like magic, right? Yes, that's so, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And you're keeping it at the forefront of your mind so that throughout the day, maybe you're making decisions that can impact that. I know for me, I'll have something I want to work on. I might not remember for three or four months. So I haven't done a darn thing to improve mm-hmm. because it was some fleeting thought that if I didn't write it down. So for me, like I'm working on my vision board at the beginning of the year and really the most effective thing is I just have post-it notes stuck to my wall with yeah. a, one or two liners to help keep me on track because I, you do, you get so busy and life mm-hmm. goes in so many directions and it does go differently than planned. Yeah. I hired a life coach last year, started in December of last year and ended today. Today's our final Oh, I did not know meeting. that. Um, I'll probably rehire him, but on this part of the contract, we're done. And I have some other life coaching things I'm going to go do, and then I'll probably circle around to him in a few more months. But best money I ever spent. Really? Better than my therapist. Better than anything. But we need to take a break, and and we can come back. And and, and, uh, we should talk about this. Okay. We'll be right back. We're back, and Michelle's telling us about coaching. Mm-hmm. What has that been like for you? Like, what has it done? But also, what does it look like? Okay. So, what it looks like is I contracted with this guy and I did an assessment, and then we talked about setting some goals and expectations, right? So, you have to have a vision of where you want to go. 
And for me, I wanted to learn how to love myself, to truly love and, and accept myself. I wanted to have more joy in my life. And there were some other things. And as this year went through, life really happens. Like you hire a life coach and and then all of a sudden... And then you're hyper aware it, of life just, happening. Just like that vision board. It's like you start to see things, right? Because you're being conscious of you're it. You're being more mindful. Right. Very mindful. And so when I first started, I was in a campaign and I didn't have a lot of time. So I'm like, I can only meet with you once a month for right now. So it started off kind of stretched out. We've really wrapped this up pretty quick. And I've moved in the last couple of months to like every other week and then every week. Are you meeting in person? Is it virtual? Is it a uh, phone? Both. Phone, okay. video. We, so kind of whatever a, fits your schedule. Whatever fits our schedules. And it's like having an accountability it's a partner. Check-in. It's a check-in and it's a, an opportunity. And he has a, a certain program that he's using. I'm studying a, an entirely different program. So I'm getting a lot of different kind of angles on sure. things. And the amazing thing about this is, is to be able to work with somebody over a year to set goals for yourself and then to see life unfold and really struggle through those challenges. So during that time, I was happiest I've ever been, fell in love with somebody that I thought could possibly be the rest of my life, ended up in a breakup um, after a beautiful trip to Spain like I had amazing things happening. Lot. Yeah. And then I had some really hard things the happening. The highs and lows. Right? So I had the highs and lows. But I also got to process myself in the relationship, the relationship itself, my participation in it. And I learned to connect to what I want and to what I don't want. I learned to not beat myself up, which has been a real problem for me. I am so hard on myself. Me I will too. knock Terrible. myself around like nobody's business. And I have really learned that, like, I don't have to beat myself up. Mm. I'm learning the lessons. The lessons are here to teach me. I'm learning the lessons. So there's nothing to beat myself up over. I don't have to. to That's empowering, to, Michelle. That really is. is. It has changed my life. And so I have had a therapist and a life coach. I stopped the therapist in March. But I will have her again. So, like, I think that we should always keep these things in check. But right. I think I think that they're really powerful. And I think that they're – I think you would love to have a coach. Well, like you said, that accountability – well, and that's – you know, we talk as, as widows or if you're divorced or single or whatever – in a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. that significant other is is often your accountability coach and can be yeah, and helps ground you in things. Yeah. When that person's either not there or not there anymore, mm-hmm. it's easy to sometimes I just feel like I'm going in every direction. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm sure we joke with my sister. We could all we could all benefit from some life coaching. Let's be honest. No, it, and it's really just having. You're the person that's bringing the goals to the table. Your coach isn't doing anything. It's not someone telling you what to do. They're not telling you what to do. They're asking you questions and they're like, okay, this is what you said. What have you done to get there? Mm. And so. And they're helping you see you. Yes. Your thoughts, your motives, your desires. And it's like, how is this working? How is this serving you? What else could you do differently? Those are the kind of questions that get asked. And it really helps you just keep it in perspective. But you've brought up. I think probably in our last three shows or something, a couple times this has come up for you and I, you mentioned grounding. And I'm going to tell you, I had a big problem with this just maybe a month ago. And 
it was actually in, in a session with my coach. I'm like, you know, I'm not really happy with the way that I'm dating and whatever. And I, I feel like I'm just going through man after man after man. And I'm just trying to connect to this energy, this groundedness that I used to feel with my husband. And as soon as I said it, I started laughing at myself because I'm like, I'm dating men to try to experience the energy of being grounded that my husband provided for me. Okay, first of all, no one is going to date me and tell me anything to help ground me in the way that my husband did. I would probably punch them in the face or never see them again, (laughs) right? Like, like, I don't want a stranger to tell me something, right? But what I did is I looked up online, and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. And we'll please post do. it. Well, I'll get it to Kellyanne so we can post it. There's an article on 30 things you can do to ground yourself. Oh, brilliant. And this is so good for anyone, any female energy out there who's really missing a male energy source in their sure. life. That partnership. Because they do, men do ground us, and women, we tend to float. And so... Little things. Okay, I need the article for sure. Yes, little things. And again, it goes back to intention. One of the things I've been doing is when I wash my hands, because we do it all the time, water is naturally grounding. So when I take the soap, I envision all my concerns and worries. Okay, that's interesting. And then when I put them into the water, I let them go. And I wash them away. And I enjoy that water, getting all that soap off my hands. And it's just intentional. Sure. It just a few more seconds. Grounding because water yeah. is grounding. But water is for just sure my grounder. Take the moment to connect and be intentional about it. I've been doing this every time I wash my hands. And I will tell you, I have settled that energy in myself. Hmm. I feel more grounded. I feel more settled. Because several I feel times more a day you're intentionally doing that. I yes. love that. So it's very little things, but there's 30 of them. Okay, taking I a bath, walking with bare yep. feet. We have to go. It's going to be an amazing year. 2023, here we go. I know. I'm super Bring excited. I'm super excited to have a little bit of change up from yeah. the format occasionally when we bring in some of these experts. But overall... I think it'll help with all the tools we're trying to develop, each of us. Right. Absolutely. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our audience Please, please, please. We really need to boost our numbers. If you listen, go to where you listen to the show and click like. Give us a five-star rating and a review. It really does help. It would help us to possibly get some sponsors so that we can continue to do what we love to do. And so... Thank you, and thank you for being here. And join us, and thanks, Kellyanne, for always making the show come together flawlessly while we just chat at the microphone. If you're listening and you're willing to share a story with us on this new 2023 journey, please reach out. We would love to hear from you and have you share that story with all of us. You can find us on Facebook at Relentlessly Resilient, on Instagram at Relentlessly Resilient Podcast, or you can email us at rrpodcast at ksl.com. And remember, whatever you do today, remember to be kind. You have no idea the struggles others are dealing with in their lives. Have a great day. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.